0: Are all politicians low lives, sleazeballs, people who have no principles, who will do anything for money? No, they're not. I know a lot of them and they're sincere, they're honest, they're decent and they're hardworking. But yes, there are enough politicians who fit the former description for it to take hold in the public imagination. That's why the image of politicians in India generally is so low. Not because they're all like that, but because enough of them are. You will remember what happened over the last week in Himachal Pradesh. If you want, I'll remind you, there was an election to the Rajasabha. Now, in India, Sabha elections are not direct elections like Lok Sabha elections. They are voted for by MLAs in a house. Now, you know pretty much before the election who's going to win, because you know how many seats a party has in a house. You know how many people can get elected. But nowadays, it doesn't always work. In Himachal, the Congress had, I think, 40 in a House of 68, and the BJP had 25. or well, there was some huge gap of that nature. In Himachal, for instance, the Congress had a substantial majority, and there was no question that it could get its candidate elected. It chose as its candidate, Abhishek Singhvi, a respected, noted lawyer who'd already been a member of the Rajasabha once and who'd been a very, very good parliamentarian. So there should have been no problem. Except that when the votes were counted, the BJP candidate was level with Abhishek Singhvi. They decided who'd won on lots and Abhishek Singhvi lost the draw of lots. It was not, I think, entirely surprising because I spoke to Avisek Singhvi's friends before the election and they were already pessimistic. And I said, how can you be so pessimistic? The Congress is a comfortable majority. And they said the BJP has put up a candidate. If it's a free, fair election with people voting according to principles, the BJP candidate has no chance. So I said, what are you worried about that? said, why have they put up a candidate? They have put up a candidate because they are sure that they can buy over or otherwise persuade enough Congress MLAs to vote for their candidate. I thought that these guys were being unnecessarily suspicious and pessimistic, but you know what? They were right. There was cross-voting and enough Congress MLAs voted for the BJP candidate who, being lucky and winning the draw of lots, ultimately won while posting V lost. Something similar happened in Uttar Pradesh where once again the Samajwadi party and the Congress saw cross-voting and in Karnataka where there was also cross-voting, the Congress may have been the guilty party because it appears to have benefited from this. Why would people say they belong to a party fight a Lok Sabha election against another party and then when it comes to crunch vote for the party that attacked at the Lok Sabha election who they defeated. Well you make up your own mind but one phrase does come to mind and that phrase is money power. It's important to understand that the whole purpose of the recent amendments the Rajasabha elections was to avoid money power. What happened was this. Now in India we have Two kinds of elections, right? We have direct elections, like elections to the Lok Sabha where all of us vote, or elections to the Municipal Council. But we also have stages and cases where the vote is not done by the public. For instance, the President of India is voted for by state assemblies and by parliament. We have a different principle in this, which is that all elections that involve universal suffrage are by secret ballot. Nobody should be compelled to tell you who you're voting for. On the other hand, when we have votes in assemblies, in parliament, say on bills, those are done openly. There are what are called divisions and you know who's voted for whom. For some reason, elections to the Rajya Sabha, Were treated on the whole like universal suffrage elections, so the MLAs could vote without telling one who that anyone who had voted for. There was a secret ballot. In the beginning, in the years after independence, this worked fine. But then, what began to happen in the 90s and so is that lots of rich guys decided they wanted to be MPs. The Rajya Sabha was the one club they wanted to get into. So they would go out and they would buy MLAs. And once they bought MLAs, into a secret ballot. Nobody would know who voted for them. They would get elected to the Rajasva. And you've seen pictures, I won't take names, of very rich guys and billionaires wearing gold jewelry, hanging around in the Rajasva, pretending to be important because, hey, they managed to get elected. Now, during the Vajpayee government, I think there was a consensus that this was a problem. You couldn't really have people buying their way into the Sabha. So, during the Vajpayee government, they changed the rules. They took the line that Sabha elections should take place in assemblies, but with open voting. They said if there's no secret ballot, if voting is open, MLAs would be shamed. They would say, no, no, we'll get caught if we vote for somebody else. It worked and they passed this amendment and it worked. To be fair, these rich guys stopped buying their way in. But ultimately you can never go wrong if you overestimate or underestimate the integrity of our MLAs. Our politicians have many good qualities, but they find a way around every amendment, everything that is done to try and ensure a clean polity. So you now have a situation Where even if it's an open vote, even if people know who's voted for whom, there will still be cross-voting. Why? Well, depends on what you think. Money is one obvious reason. But often when they're asked why they cross-voted, because there are consequences, there's disqualification, action against them, they give you other reasons. They say, for instance, we are revolting against the chief minister. And why are you waiting till now to revolt against the chief minister by voting against a party candidate in a Rajasvai election? Oh, it's a gesture of protest. Or they say, you know, we don't like this government. We want to topple it. And you guys only realized you didn't like it when somebody came and offered you money. These are absurd reasons, but these are the kind of reasons that are offered. In Uttar Pradesh, for instance, when there was cross-voting, a really original reason was offered. And MLA apparently said that he voted against his own party's candidate because he wanted to go to Modi ji's Ram temple function and his co- and his party had not let him go. So there is a certain creativity in the explanations these people offer. But ultimately, you know what is at stake. All that matters is greed. Greed for money, greed for office, greed for power, greed for various things. And that's what happened in the Rajaspa elections. It's something you're going to see all over India and you're going to see more of it because other parties are also going to join in because elections are going to come much more of a farce, at least when they're conducted in this way. There's a feeling, at least in North India, that at the next Lok Sabha election, the BJP will sweep. So a lot of legislators who are not members of the BJP you say, Samajwadi Party, Congress, whatever, say to you and they say to themselves, look, At the next Lok Sabha election, all of us are going to be among the losers. Do we want to spend the next five years hanging out with losers? Don't we want to be part of the winning side? And apart from that, hey, we're going to be rich if we do this. That is the problem. Not just greed for money, but also greed for power. Greed to be on the winning side. Never mind what promises you made to the electors when you were first elected. Never mind the ideology you profess to subscribe to. Never mind principles, what are are they worth? Can you encash principles? It's less prevalent in South India, where the BJP is not seen as the obvious winner, which is why Karnataka was different. But in North India, they're all trying to jump onto the BJP bandwagon, principles be damned. That's what politics, in a sense, has come to. Is there a way around it? I don't know. I think people have different views when they decided they'd have an open ballot for the Rajya Sabha voting. Kuldeep Nayar, a great liberal, a great journalist, a man I rarely disagreed with, objected. He went to the Supreme Court saying that there should be a secret ballot. Now, I rarely disagreed with Kuldeep Nayar, but on this case, I did. I believed that this should be open. If these guys were bought, they should let us know they were bought. But, you know, maybe in the long run, he was right. If people are going to be venal, then no matter how much you change the rules, they'll find a way around it. So that's currently the situation we are in right now in India. We elect politicians. A lot of them, as I said, hardworking and decent. But a lot of them are not. And unfortunately, the lot that are not tend to outnumber the lot that are. So they say that all countries get the governments they deserve. But does any country, let alone India, deserve this opposition?